Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salads, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit Sweet Island Vibes. My God, an accident on the course! For Jim McCormick... When you were driving, did you win a lot of races? An accident that nearly cost him his life. You know this operation better than anybody. Take over his crew chief. Ended his career supercharger backing down again probably but for a town on the edge of ruin water transport's just too expensive it's obsolete this whole town's obsolete get those hillbillies off the water <laughs> i quit there is only one chance for a comeback what are you doing do you think davy wants you to go out there and kill yourself that boat's all this town's got and i'm not turning my back on them now and only one man say we stand behind Jimmy and the boys. Who can lead it? These parts are shot. Maybe we should get some new ones. There aren't many World War II airplane engines available at this hour. Maybe we ought to drive to Columbus and steal the engine from that old fighter plane from City Hall. I'm in. We're out there to win just like everybody else. still racing this spring experience the story of a dream at full throttle madison hey i'm dave despain from wind tunnel on speed you're listening to nostalgic radio and cars
Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Green Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, go to our podcast, which you can find a link on our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? Not bad. How about yourself? Would you like to let everybody know about our social media? Sure. Check us out. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope, LinkedIn, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and at NRC on air. How about that? Now, we got a spectacular show for you tonight. We got a number of guests. We have a couple special guests coming on. And, of course, we're getting ready for the Clearwater Superboat Races, which is this weekend starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday being the big party, the big car sh- no, not, we're not doing a car show this year, unfortunately, but we're doing a parade downtown. And then, of course, there's a VIP party Saturday. You know, everybody's going to be hanging out at the Seafood Festival down there. And what's that area called, Bobby? There'll be ba- a single car show. There'll be Miss Money Penny. Miss Money Penny will be down there. Yes, <laughs> we will bring Miss Money Penny. Alan! Wait a minute, you got to queue up uh, the Saint thing Hang here. On. We got that, right? Because uh, Alan's sitting out in the uh, studio right now. He didn't want to sit inside, but that's okay. He's uh, he's a silent observer this evening. And, of course, Alan's our good friend and automotive contributor. And really, my British car messiah. There we go. That's that's for you, Alan, because Alan is one of these days is going to get his little Volvo P eighteen hundred, his little saint on the road. In fact, Miss Punny, Miss Money, Miss Money, Miss Money Penny, and the Saint will be roaming the streets of Clearwater together because they're almost the same vintage, right? No, no, no. They're about ten years apart, aren't they? Your Volvo is what? Nod, you can sit there. 65, 66, somewhere around there, 65? Five. Okay. All right, Miss Money Penny is 74. But, 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 the first MGB GT, designed by Pininfarina, I might add, was on the showroom floors in 1965, right? Because it was a 1964 Geneva show car, believe it or not. How about that for some automotive trivia? Now, I know Alan's frothing. <laughs> frothing at the bed because he wants to come in here, but he's busy being a silent observer this evening. But that's okay. We will bring Alan on the next time and we can go banter back and forth on uh, on the battle of foreign car wits. No, wits. He knows I'm going to lose, right? I'm going to lose on that because he's got this... Witless, am- he said. <laughs> Witless, oh, okay. Because he has this amazing collection of road track, car driver, sports car graphic, and every other possible magazine that came out of the 50s and 60s, which is good. And he's extremely well-read, so it'll be pretty hard for me to match uh, sports car intelligence. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we got the Super Bowl races coming up this weekend, and then, of course, next month, we have the Lake Mirror Classic Auto Festival, and there will be a special presentation by Nostalgic Radio and Cars if everything goes right. But we will not review it. There will be a car there that will be displayed by us, a very, very rare car, a 50th anniversary car. Of course, we're not going to you know, tell you. We'll, Mirror we'll you. Lake. <laughs> it's Lake Mirror Classic Auto Festival. Why did I say it wrong? Mirror Lake. Well, no, but I mean, it's called Lake Mirror. Okay, and it's in Lakeland. Okay, now, Bobby and, oh. and Alan are bantering back and forth right now. So you Yeah, guys, we're bantering on air. They're bantering on air, and yeah, bantering dead air because we can't hear them. But uh, anyway, all right, so what did we do this past weekend? This past weekend, we really didn't do much of anything. This weekend, now, now, the fall starts, and all the car shows start. Of course, also Sunday, Sunday is the first Sunday of the, of the first, yeah, the first Sunday of the month up at Webster is the big swap meet at the Sumter County Fairgrounds. Um, 
There's some stuff going on in Lake County, and uh, that's going to be uh, some pretty exciting stuff going on. They got a lot of vintage boat stuff going on there. They got, uh, I think they got a music festival or two, but every month they have um, at Renegers, they've got their swap meet, flea market thing, but I think they also have a guitar music show thing. And uh, so check out Renegers up there in Lake County, that's up in the Mount Dora area. And they also have car shows up there, and they also have car shows at the villages. And I think the villages is. Every third Saturday of the month, right, Bobby? I think that's when they have theirs. Yes, uh, it is. Okay, and this weekend also at Reeves Import Motor Cars, our very, very, very good friends at Reeves Import Motor Cars. Okay, there's their cars and coffee, and it's free coffee and free beignets if you get there early, right, Bobby? Early, 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 and we might be dragging little Miss Money Penny over there because Miss Money Penny, thankfully, right, Alan is, and Alan's nodding, is actually been running fine. Now we had a little debate the other day because I've been working on the brakes. And we're going to debate this one day because I had brakes. They kind of work. They don't work. They kind of grab. They don't grab. And we're talking about the front calipers right now. And then I pulled over to let them cool a little bit because you could smell the asbestos burning, you know, on the, against the uh, rotors. Got back in the car, turned around the corner, and all of a sudden I had no brake pedal. Now, Alan's theory is that the brake fluid in the calipers was bubbling, so it turned to vapor. Consequently, the pedal went to the floor. I immediately... Double pumped it, triple pumped it, quadruple pumped it. Got the car slowed down. I was able to get off the road. Checked underneath the car. Had my mighty Chinese flashlight with us, with me. And I had no leaks on the rear wheel cylinders, nor the front calipers. And the brake fluid level was up. So that's a debate that Alan and I will have here on our show. Because every once in a while, we need to bring Alan in, since he's the automotive expert, the official nostalgic video and cars automotive F expert, like Cam Edelbrock. He is says the, it's a fact. It's a fact? Okay. <laughs> like Cam Edelbrock is the official nostalgic video and cars sweetheart. Now, so Alan and I will just debate that, but I'm going to do a little homework. Don't make I'm sorry, I gotta <laughs> Anyway, how are we doing our little clock, Bobby? You want to fire up a song and then sure. oh wait, 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 and then we got to get our guest on the phone. So don't forget to call him here for you. We're gonna sit there and play a little. We're gonna give you a clue as to who our first guest is gonna be. Yes, he comes from the music world, and I was at his concert, one of their concerts, the very first and only concert I've ever been to in 1977 at the Tangerine Bowl in Orlando. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia Reading Cards. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I'm in a kind game I try to get rich quick but I'm going insane kind of freaks that hang out down on 42nd street they're all pimp and judies and I'm popping speed well it's a game of cat and mouse and it's got my soul I think it's time for thinking about it time to roll on down the road
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars, and uh, yes, I am your show host, Robert. Hey, it's time to introduce our very special first guest of the evening. This man is legendary. He's a very well-known musician, and uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the show one of the founding members of probably one of the legendary bands, and a very unique band, I might add, the lead singer and the violinist for Kansas, Robbie Steinhardt. Robbie, are you there? I'm here, waiting anxiously. Anxiously? Okay, I hope it didn't keep you too long, but uh, how are you doing this evening? Um, everything's going really well, thanks. How about you? You okay? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. In fact, I didn't even know you were a local Tampa Bay native, or not native, but kind of a native now, and uh, you got this big concert coming up this weekend over in Oldsmar. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're playing at the Tampa Bay Downs at the horse track, um, right on Racetrack Road, just, just north of uh, Oldsmar, about, uh, of, of Hillsboro, about, what, mile and a half, something like that. Um, the horse track sits empty a lot of the time, and so we um, decided to try and uh, pull off a concert there, and it's going to be my my band, who's that's called Stormbringer. They play around the area, like uh, all around the Tri City area, at all kinds of uh, um, bars and and clubs. About three or four nights a week, five, sometimes five nights a week. Um, and so they they learned all the music for Journey, Kansas, uh, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, and Blue Oyster Cult. Really? And, and so yeah, they're going to back up um, four of us front uh, four of Front front man, uh, myself for with Kansas music, uh, Steve O'Jerry with Journey music, um, uh, Buck Dharma from uh, the leader of Blue Oyster Cult, and John Cafferty, and they learn all this music. They've been really working their butts off trying to trying to figure out all these songs that they can back up. It starts at five o'clock on Saturday, the first of October. Um, like I said, at the horse track, it should run about five hours or so the tickets are cheap look it up online at um oldsmar100.com um and i think have i left anything out let's see oh oldsmar was named after olds so that has something to do with your your program right oldsmobile yeah actually the uh, gentleman's name is ranson e oldsmobile and he's the founder of oldsmobile so uh that's uh, interesting and i think what there's a hundred year and there's a, a celebration for Oldsmar, correct? Right, Oldsmar 100. It's uh, the 100th centennial. So, I mean, I don't have to say that. Centennial means 100. What's wrong with me? Yeah, that's okay. Um, hey, no, that's okay. okay. Hey, we're getting a little older, so we kind of forget things a little bit. You know, that's the way Oh, you're not kidding. <laughs> uh, so take so, us... I wanted to ask you what kind of car you drive. 
Uh, well, I believe it or not, I actually still ha- I still have, and you'll be proud of this. I still have the car I drove in high school, which was a '72 Ranchero GT, and I had your A track, your Kansas A track. In fact, I was just telling my son here a minute ago the only concert I've ever gone to. When I talk about a full blown killer concert, which was at the Tangerine Bowl in 1977, it was you, Jay Giles, Rick Derringer, and Peter Frampton. Remember that? Yes, very well. So um, that was yeah, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was the 70s, man. So, so did you you drove that car to that concert? No, that time I actually rode with a friend of mine in her 1975 or 76 Mercury Capri. I think she had it at the time. So I drove <laughs> that because my Ranchero was geared with 514 gears, four speed, 12 and a half to one motor. So I would have caused the gas shortage going from here to Orlando. Wow, that is awesome! I've never heard of anybody souping one up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty serious street race. It was a twelve second car to street. But I'm into vintage uh, Shelby Mustangs and old vintage uh, three fifty six Porsches. So those are kind of what I have. And then I Robert, do me a favor. Yeah. Um, tell me because I don't know all that much about cars. I started learning from a friend in high school. Yeah. Who can just point at every car and tell me all about it? But so I've, I've been learning over the years. But tell me what the real difference between an um, a Ranchero and an El Camino is? Uh, the Ranchero is made by Ford Motor Company. It was actually out before Chevrolet introduced the El Camino in 59. Ford had the Ranchero in 1957. And it kind of went started out as a full-size car. Then it kind of went down to a small-size car like a Falcon. Then it went to a Fairlane. And that's kind of where a Fairlane Torino-sized car. So it's basically a badass, half-ass car, truck. And it's made by Ford. And El Camino, for the Chevrolet guys out there, since I'm a Ford guy, uh, they tried to keep up. But they did okay. make they did continue the El Camino until 1988. I think that's uh, when they made the last one, and they made different versions of it and stuff. But they are very collectible cars, very sought after. People like them. And to the true, 72 is really the last really good year for El Caminos and Rancheros, I might add. So, okay. So what did you drive I'll back in the day? What did you have in high school? What kind of car did you have? Um, actually, uh, I didn't have a car in high school. I didn't have a car till I was 23 years old. Really? Uh, yeah. And I know some people would like, really, they'd uh, be mad at me for, for me saying that. Um, what I had to do, the first mo- mode of transportation that I had besides a bicycle was, um, I had a, Schwin- a Schwinn Stingray bike, but after that, I had to go to my mother's best friend because my parents wouldn't loan me any money. Um, so I borrowed money from her to buy a Suzuki 80. Oh. Um, and then, then after that, I got a Suzuki 250. And then years, well, when I turned 21, I um, I inherited $30,000. So I went out and bought a Moto Guzzi motorcycle. Italian, um, Italian-made Moto Guzzi, a very good bike. Yeah. Well, because I kept breaking chains because I wasn't good at, at uh, mechanical upkeep, so to speak. So... Um, I bought um, Moto Guzzi with a drive shaft. Okay. <laughs> well, you but could... anyway, so the first car that I owned was a Galaxy 500. Uh, 70, gosh, I don't even remember the year now. 69, maybe? I, I'm not yeah, really sure. That's about right. Yeah, they had them in 69. Uh-huh. Let me guess. Uh, was, was it a station wagon and you had your gear in it and you were gigging with it? <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily, um, luckily other people had step vans and stuff like that, and we had... We also, Kansas, uh, when we first started out, we had a school bus. So, really? Um, I didn't use my own vehicle. That was that was great. But 
that Galaxy 500 had the biggest, uh, the most area uh, in a passenger seat in any car I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, it was just huge. Um, it was a pretty cool car, actually. I like boats because they, they keep me more or less safe. Um, I had a Cadillac a few years ago, and I totaled it um, on Gulf to Bay, and um, it, I didn't, um, you know, I broke my sternum a little bit, but, I, I, you know, that car saved my life. So I like big cars. Big cars, okay. Do you like classic cars, or you just like, to, I mean, are you a kind of car guy, or do you just kind of like it's just transportation to you? You know, if, um, if I could afford it, I would have, probably would have what Jay Leno has. I mean, um, just, yeah, I would buy everything that really caught my fancy. Sure, I love cars. Well, we'll have to take you around to some of the cool car shows, and uh, you know what? And actually, my son Bobby is uh, real interested in um, his, his. He's going to UCF this fall or in January, and his major is technical theater. So he wants to produce concerts and stuff like that. So if we get these little car get show things going, we want to have music there because we think cars and music go along very well. We'd like to maybe work something out where we can invite you guys to be kind of like uh, maybe a house band or something like that that comes around and does yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah, and we got uh, we got we got this thing that we're working on with the guys up at um, at uh, Renegers up in or in Mount Dora because they do the every third Sunday of the month. I think they do like a guitar show. They have a guitar swap meet or music swap meet up there, and that yeah. and they got this old school like it's kind of like you know what it is. It's like going back. 50 years to Woodstock because the whole property there is just a big open field with an old um, makeshift kind of stage, but they kind of they kind of get it done out there, you know, and everybody just has a good time. Well, it sounds great. In fact, over here behind us is Naughty Nancy's Restaurant. They have open mic night every Tuesday night when we do our show. We always miss it because we're too busy over here working in the studio, but uh, you had to do a surprise appearance over there one time and just kind of bring your violin over there. Where are you talking about? Down here by our radio station in Clearwater. We're off Myrtle Street, 706 North Myrtle Avenue. And right behind us is a little restaurant it's called Nancy's uh, Crow's Nest. Right, Bobby? Is that what it's called? Naughty Nancy's. Naughty Nancy's, yeah. And they have open mic night every Tuesday night between 5 and uh, like 9 o'clock. So, and, and they have some really good talent that shows up there. And just for giggles, you guys ought to just show up there one time. Just bring your stuff. And just surprise the living heck out of them. I mean, they have a pretty good crowd there. Sometimes there's 30, 40, 50 people there at night. But, you know, you never know. It's just kind of just one of those things. Yeah. If I had your if I had your talent, that's exactly what I would do. I would go around and just, uh, you know, pop in on people every once in a while. It's good promotion. It's hard to pop in when you when you have a lot of equipment like we do, though. Well, that's that's true. Now tell us a little bit. How did you you you? I was reading up on you a little bit. You started playing the guitar, and you were actually trained in classical music, playing the guitar. I mean, the guitar, the violin, when you were a youngster. Yeah, I started playing violin when I was eight, and guitar when I was about fourteen. But yeah, my I'm from Lawrence, Kansas, where Kansas University is, and um, so I'm a Jayhawk, and uh, um, which is a good thing to be. It's an odd odd animal, though. Is um, it? anyway, <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, it was just a thing that, that uh, my parents made me get into because my father was the chairman of the music history and literature department at Kansas University. So um, I kind of they just kind of pushed me into into taking violin lessons one day when I was about eight years old, and um, it just I thought I was never going to actually make a living from it. But I I, I let go of, when I graduated high school. Um, I saw the movie Easy Rider, and then I said, "Hey, I'm going to New Orleans and." You know, hopefully I won't get shot. And um, 
see what I can have, what kind of fun I can have down there. But I gave up the violin for a couple of years. Then somebody said, you want to try playing it in a band? And I went, hey, that, that might not be a bad idea. And here I am to tell the story. Wow. But you know what? It's the way you do it and the way you kind of blend it. Uh, you do an excellent job, and it's just uh, it's it's very very natural. Now, there's not a lot of guys that play guitar. I think Charlie Daniels is the only other guy that comes to mind. But what's the difference between a get, uh, violin and a fiddle? Are they the same, or is it just a nickname? Or are they are they? Yeah, yeah, they're they're the same. Uh, it's a. Um, I always tell people that I I think of it as a, a different style of playing. Viol- you know, okay. um, uh, the violin is a little more more serious. But, I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely the same instrument, just a different name for it. Okay. And you play guitar for a little bit there, too, for a while? Yeah, just a little bit. I can I can hum a few tunes. I used to play, um, when I, when I, my first year in college, I was in Emporia, Kansas, and I used to sit around with the, with the girls and um, try to impress them with the songs that I knew, you know. Um, that always helps. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the first things I started doing as a, as a musician, though. Although I, I did start a band in seventh grade, we played the eighth grade uh, part uh, prom that year. Um, then we made a record. We uh, we were called the Catalinas, and we put out four songs on the on the uh, on the on vinyl. It was uh, let's see, we did um, a song that most people wouldn't know. It's called Everybody. Then uh, um, so we did Moon River. We did I saw her standing there. Uh, and another song that I can't even think of right now. But yeah, back started in seventh grade, and then you know now I'm I just turned sixty six, so and I'm still going strong. You know, rock and roll is here to stay. I hope. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, how did where did the name Stormbringer come from? Um, I don't even remember where those guys got it from exactly because they're I, I said they're my band, but that they actually um, years ago when I left Kansas, we formed a, a band here called Steinhardt Moon. And that's my last name and my partner, Rick Moon's last name. So uh, we played all around this area. Then when I left them to go back to Kansas, uh, they, they picked up the name Stormbringer. But since Rick Rick's not in the car, he's in Carabas eating pasta right now. So um, I can't he can't tell you. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell you how Stormbringer came about. Okay, there was another band that you started with, too. And, and is there a correlation there? And I, I didn't quite get all the story on it. But White Clover, what's that? Well, White Clover turned into Kansas. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that's what we were called originally. Um, it was a name that we hated, but it it stuck with the guys that uh, were playing in Topeka, Kansas, which is about twenty five miles from my hometown, Lawrence. Um, they were playing all over the the area for um, several years, uh, and then uh, we decided to to mul- uh, get Carrie in the band from Kansas. So we were actually Kansas three uh, after we turned White Clover into Kansas. But that's a long, long story, which you don't have time for. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you more one of these days. Okay. Well, I know I know you're getting ready to walk into a restaurant, and I and I'm and I'm very gracious and thank you that you uh, are grateful rather uh, that you came on the show this evening to share with us a little bit and talk about the uh, concert this weekend. Now, uh, you get and people if they want to find out more about it, they go to where? Uh, uh, let's see. I uh, right now I think it's uh, Oldsbar One Hundred. Dot com, I think. Okay. Um, that's that's pretty simple. It's uh, Oldsmar one zero zero dot com, um, or you can look just about anywhere. It's like uh, you can look look me up on Facebook, Robbie Steinhardt. Um, that's uh, otherwise. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> like I said, it's a horse <laughs> on Racetrack Road, so it's not not hard to find. No, and it's 
should be, should be a really good time. And then afterwards, I think we're going to go over to Applebee's and uh, and st- storm the the what's the what's the word? I can't even think of it now. Storm uh, the Bastille, as as it were. Oh, is that what it? Okay, okay, that works. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, enjoy your dinner this evening. Thank you very much for coming on. I look forward to meeting you this weekend because we will be there. I want all my friends to uh, show up there at the 100-year anniversary of Oldsmar. You know, and, it's, and if you drive through Oldsmar, the sign out front says the last frontier, the last great frontier, something to that effect. I think that's what's on the sign. And... Uh, We'll get to you know if you're little if you're lucky you'll get to meet Robbie in person and definitely enjoy some super music and uh, Steve Aguilera there is going to be there also right from Journey he'll be there and who else? Um, and Buck Dharma from Blue Oyster Cult. Okay, super and band. From the Beaver Brown Band. Okay, great. Yeah, and people remember them because in the movie Eddie Eddie and the Cruisers, right? He's saying the music in that in that movie. Okay. Super. Well, Robbie, good luck. Thank you very much. And uh, a big shout-out to Jim Shue. I think he's going to call in a few minutes because I know you guys are good friends. And uh, he's got a great radio show, too. He's here every Saturday between 11 and 2. The 1. 11 and 1. I get it wrong. What is it called, Bobby, again? Going Coastal. Going Coastal. There you go. Wow. All right, Robbie, take care. We'll see you this weekend. Hey, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. All right, not a problem. Hey, I'd like you to come in the studio and sit in with us sometime. We can uh, jaw jack. Bring your violin, and I'll bring my guitar. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Take care. Hey, I want to thank my special guest, Robbie Steinhardt, Kansas, and Stormbringers, right? What right yeah. we got going on, Bobby? Yes, we're going to say hi real quick to The Cool Shop and Island Vibes. Oh, yeah. Ours proudly sponsoring Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah, what's the phone number for The Cool Shop? The Cool Shop is 727-201-9489, and Island Vibes is... Seven two seven two four zero four four two zero. Yeah, the store Check that out. the store that make you say cool. If you're into cool sixties, fifties, sixties memorabilia, a lot of the galactic stuff that we had back in the day, cartoons, posters, movies, Star Wars, Star Trek, all the really cool Magilla Gorilla even. You know, Fred Flintstone, the three stooges. All those guys. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars, and what are we playing, Bobby? We got, I found some starring Hard Moon. Too hard to handle. Too hard to handle. Okay, don't touch the dial. We'll be right back.
Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salads, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit SweetIslandVibes.com. Sweetest voice in the wide world. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's. Hi, what's your name? Allow me to introduce myself. Hello, baby. Now they say you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off a whole long ranger. And you don't mess around with Jim. Good morning. Here he is, Jim Shue. Welcome to the show. Well, hello there, Robert. Hello there, Bobby. And you've sent me into the worst dream. And it's uh, you, I know you guys have the same dream that all DJs do. You, it's that dream where you fall asleep. Uh, you're working the booth. You're working the radio booth, and you can't find any records. The time's running out, and it's that recurring dream. So, playing the opening on a Tuesday night for the opening for my show, I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, where's the microphone? Where's my, where's my, where's my call sheet? What am I supposed to be saying here? How are you, boys? Pretty good, and welcome, Jim Shue, the host of the Coastal Connection, right, Bobby? Yeah, going coastally or going coastal. I'll be right. I'll be. I'll get it. You know. <laughs> That's all right. I call you guys nostalgic radio and cars, and you're on at six o'clock. You're on Friday. I, I, you know, my heart's in the right place with you two. It's my favorite show. Let me say this: this show, this program, is my favorite show on the Tan Talk Radio Network. I try not to miss it. It is my uh, Tuesday night deal to take the BBS, the the uh, Blonde Bomb Show, and I. We go out. We try to catch some burgers. We try to catch some cold adult libations. And we try to sit around in our car and we try to listen to you guys because it's uh, old school radio and we just get off on your guys' program, man. Super. Thank you. And likewise, we truly, I got to tell you, Jim, since you've been on the air here, since you've come here, you know, you play the kind of music that we dig and you do a great job. Your, Your show's good. You've got that DJ thing going on i mean more than anybody else no seriously you know i mean because that it's old school radio it's old school dj you talk you get into it you know and the thing that i that i like a lot and respect a lot is the fact that you know it's not like you're just making up stuff you actually have a past you actually have some history with a lot of the musicians and the songs that you play on the show which is good and that's what listeners want to want to they like the interaction they like the fact Part of it, you know, that, yeah, hey, you know, I was there, I did this, I went to that concert, I knew that guy, um, I spun his records, you know, and, and you do a great job. 
Well, I appreciate it. We're on Saturday mornings. We come on at 11 with the super producer, Peter H. Blake. We've got the uh, Miss Mona's there. This Saturday, I get to steal one of the Grease Gurus. That show's on at 10 a.m. with Tim Gibson and uh, Lou Angelwolf. And Lou Angelwolf, professional comedian, he is going to join us. He's been building the set list all week and posting up on Facebook. Uh, Steve Augieri, of course, you had Robbie calling in tonight from the Oldsmar Centennial. We've got Steve Augieri joining us Saturday afternoon. He's going to call in from the sound check over in Oldsmar. And uh, that's going to be one rocking concert. I just want to compliment you two. You did a great job with Robbie. Uh, I've heard Robbie do interviews. I've heard him laugh more on the air on the Tan Talk Radio Network tonight than I probably did the last three interviews in total that I've heard him do. Really? So uh, you guys hit a spark. Yeah, you guys hit a spark with him. I love that you guys find out about their cars. That is so perfect for what you two do. Well, it's a, it's kind of a natural thing here because you know we always like to put everybody on the spot. I mean, even if you got if you if your first car was a 1961 Rambler American with a flathead four cylinder in we it, we want to know. <laughs> we want to know. Or if it happened to be you know a 1961 Ferrari 250 Competizione or something to that effect. Competition. Well, I had I had a very cool car. It was candy apple red. It had a black pleather interior. It was the Chevrolet Corvette. It was the one that the AMC company made. They called it a Gremlin for some reason. <laughs> I called it a Corvette, but uh, everybody else said, "Where'd you get the cool Gremlin?" And I was like, "Your your eyes are obviously distorted because this, my friends, is a, a four door is a four seater Corvette." But uh, nobody ever bought it then either. <laughs> so your first car was a Gremlin. Um, yeah, I, had, I drove a. Uh, my mom had a nineteen seventy four. Uh, candy apple red gremlin. And uh, so when I turned 16, my dad said, well, it's that, or you can stay on that five-speed Stingray. And I said, <laughs> Give me the keys to the gremlin, Dad. <laughs> hey, I still have yeah. my original five-speed Stingray. Uh, mine, mine wouldn't have made it. Mine was, uh, mine was pretty rough by the time that I did get my driver's license. That thing had been... Uh, uh, I, one time I got chased by a helicopter on it. Uh, it went into the bottom of a pond. Um, so there you go. Wow. All right. So one more time, plug the, uh, the, the, the big deal this weekend. Now, yeah, this is a fantastic thing. The city of Oldmar celebrating 100 years here in 2016. They decided they all sat down over there, the marketing department and the city and the city is really doing this. And it is just fantastic. It is the voices of rock. So, you get John Cafferty. Now, a lot of people say, John Cafferty, help me, shoe. John Cafferty, how do I know him? Remember Eddie and the Cruisers? Eddie and the Cruisers, right. That is him. And so uh, John Cafferty will be here. He's bringing his saxophone player, Michael uh, Antunes, is going to be there with him also. Of course, Stormbringer is going to be the background band. We're going to have Robbie Steinhardt, Robbie from Kansas. You know, he's the mm-hmm. violinist, wrote Dust in the Wind. He's the deep voice on all those dual vocals with Carrie Livgren. And so uh, Robbie's here. He is going to be performing. Buck Dharma, Blue Oyster Call. More cowbell. We need more cowbell. And you're going to get it the Saturday Reaper. night over in Oldsmar. Yep. And then, um, and then my buddy, Steve Algieri. And uh, this Saturday, listeners to the Tan Talk Radio Network, they can call in Miss Mona has a pair of VIP passes that you can win Saturday, and we'll take you backstage, and we'll let you pose and get a picture with all these cats. Wow. That is a super opportunity. Super opportunity. 
That's this Saturday between 11 and 1, going coastal with Jim Shue and Miss Mona. Yeah, we will be there. Boys, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on to your show. Get back to work. I'm sitting here with a cold adult libation, kick back <laughs> around the pond. Uh, I've got you guys tuned in. I'm ready to turn the radio dial all the way to the right and let you rock me into the evening here. That's what we're going to do. All right. Hey, Jim, thanks a lot for coming in, calling in, hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio Cars. We'll be right back. fans are you ready for the superboats it's the bright house superboat national championship the fastest offshore powerboats in the world are coming to clearwater free admission and fun for the entire family enjoy fireworks and live entertainment seafood festival parties on clearwater beach and meet the race teams limited number of vip tickets friday september 30th through sunday october 2nd go to clearwatersuperboat.com that's clearwatersuperboat.com Hey, this is Jack Roush, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio on Cars. 
Okay, we're back, and you tune in to Nostalgic Random Cars. It's time to introduce our next guest for the evening, since the Clearwater Superboat races are this weekend, and we're talking about meeting some of the uh, drivers. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Keith Holmes. He is the owner and throttle man of Cat Can Do, the ethanol-powered superboat in extreme class. Keith, how you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Robert? Pretty good. So you're all the way up in Michigan still, right? You got it. So they tell Great Lakes. The Great Lakes. Well, give us a little background on Cat Can Do. You got it. I'm the throttle man. I've been running this boat for a good 17 years, and we're all set and ready to roar down there on Clearwater Beach with our unlimited 40-foot skater with twin two 1,700-horsepower ethanol engines. Now, I'm going to assume they're big block Chevrolets, basically, right? Yes, sir. They're 557 cubic inch. And they're powered by 114 octane fuel. Now, on the side of your boat, if I remember the graphics, isn't there a big, like, ethanol sticker or or graphics on there somewhere? Yes, you got that right. We are sponsored by American Ethanol. Okay, now what is American Ethanol? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, American Ethanol is a corporation that they've been developing and marketing ethanol-powered vehicles, the use of ethanol. NASCAR is currently using E15 in all their race cars. They've been doing it for the last three years. And uh, now it's in all our fuels, our car. Our cars fill up with what they call E10, which is regular pump fuel. And we've taken that to the kind of one of the extremes in marine power engines. And we've been basically using an E85 uh, blend of ethanol. Okay. Now, you were telling me earlier that, and this is a surprise to me, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners too, you're saying that ethanol has a higher octane rating than regular gasoline. Yes, like E85 ethanol at the pump will have an octane rating of 114, and then anything that you put in your car goes from there percentage-wise down. So basically the petroleum companies will blend a lower grade of fuel and use the ethanol to boost the octane. Interesting. Now, the misconception is is that it, creates water condensation uh it separates why don't you set the set us straight on that so we're all all, us us old car guys you know because we're like confused on this yeah well the myth the myth is that it collects water which is false ethanol is an alcohol and we use alcohol anytime we get water in our gas to dry our fuel systems out so now all the fuel at the pump that's e10 has alcohol in it so it dries out any small amounts of moisture that is your, in your fuel tank, you know, which, you, which comes from condensation in our tanks. So it digests and uh, basically blends the water into the fuel and then digests it through the engine and eliminates the water that was in the tank from the condensation. Now the ethanol that you run, okay, that uh, American Ethanol produces... What is its source? What is it? Uh, how does it originate? Basically, it's from corn, and they take the starch and yeast, and, and basically they take the corn and mulch it all up, create a starch, and then that's how it's all developed and evaporated off and condensed, and then you get the alcohol out of that product, which, which you know, alcohol comes from other forms of products as well. There's wood grain alcohols as well. That's kind of gets gets off course here, but that's a different type of alcohol. You've heard of methanol mm-hmm. and whatnot. But by law, 
they have to put 2% denatured alcohol in all the fuels now. So nobody can drink any type of ethanol that's blended. So anything that comes out of an ethanol plant that's going to be used for fuel has to have that wood grain alcohol at 2% added to it. Why is it that, and I'll just say this, like over in Tampa, the port of Tampa, when the fuel comes in off the ships and it's processed over there, I'm not exactly sure it's a refinery over there or how it works, but I know there's, there's tanks over there, I'll say that much. And then they add the alpha, they add ethanol, but yet if I want non-ethanol fuel that I get at Wawa's, for example, okay, I have to pay 30, 40 cents more. Why is that? Explain that to me. Because petroleum fuel is more expensive than ethanol. So if you went to buy E85 at the pump, it kind of ranges it's anywhere from $1.20 to $1.50 a gallon for E85. Remember, that's 114 octane. You go buy a gallon of, uh, like just what you're saying, petroleum, what we call E0 or non-ethanol fuel, what are you guys paying? Two forty, two fifty a gallon? Two sixty five, two seventy, yes. Yeah, and that's that's because it's a premium. So when they mix the blend the fuel with some of the ethanol helps bring the costs down. Oh, does it really? It's a cheaper product to make. Oh yeah, not as much refinement because it's all American made, grown right here in all these ethanol plants that are all over the country now that are producing it. So all ethanol is alcohol but just a lower grade. Alcohol we drink and we use in our, you know, food, beverages, uh, medical world, cosmetic world. You know, it, it's blended and purified to a higher level than what they use that gets mixed with the petroleum-based fuel. Now, are there any additives that go into ethanol, or is it basically straight ethanol? It's straight ethanol. Do you see the future, in other words, more and more you know, in other words, as they, it's corn, obviously, which is industrial corn. It's not the corn that we eat necessarily. But Correct. so it's like, are they growing more and more of it? Is it being cultivated to the point where they can get like huge quantities of it, where they can actually bring the cost down, which maybe in the future, fuel costs as a whole will come down? Most definitely. I think right now, corn is pretty much at its lowest per bushel that it has been in the last 20 years. Right now, we're swimming in corn. There's, there's basically unlimited supply of corn, and they're basically the country just continues to ramp up with more ethanol plants, you know, nationwide. Now you're up in, you're up in Michigan, and I know that my relatives are in Illinois, and they grow corn. So you got corn in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, parts of Ohio. Is there corn being grown up in Michigan as well? Most definitely, most definitely, lots of corn in Michigan. Okay. Yeah, you got all the Dakotas, Nebraska, Omaha. I mean, all in northern states. Corn can be pretty much grown anywhere. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about the boat world. Now, you've been racing, you said, 17 years. So we got about uh, three minutes left, something like that. So give us a little background on you and the boats. And you got a marine service up there, and you and you're right on Lake Michigan. Yes, I have a marine, a mercury racing business or a dealer. I'm a certified racing technician. Been been a certified technician for close to 20 years. I've been in the marine business for close to 30 years. I've been offshore powerboat racing for 27 years now. I've uh, basically won 13 national and world championships over the course of my years of racing. I have 87 victories and set two world kilo records. I'm currently running in the unlimited superboat class with a 40 foot skater. 
we just come off a big win. We run the last race in Mentor, Ohio, and we won that race over there back in August. And uh, we're coming down your way to run the national championships. Wow. The boat almost goes 200 miles an hour. Jeez. All right, so in the point standing, I mean, you're in a pretty competitive class. You're in there with, uh, you know, Silverhook, and you're in there with Geico Boat, and you're in there with, uh, um, let's BMS see. BMS Wake Effect Boat. Yeah, and uh, so you got some pretty stuff competition in there. So um, is this is this a, is this win in Clearwater important to you, or are you pretty much, all you have to do is just start at Coast, and you're still going to go to, Fort, uh, the, to the Keys and win some more? Yeah, basically I'm getting my three races in so we're not so we qualify for the key west world championships i'm currently in third place i took a first and a second in the two races i've done and uh, clearwater will be the third race for a qualifier and we're just hoping for a great outcome um we've been competitive the race that we took second in lake michigan back at the beginning of august we led it for 17 out of the 19 laps wow that's incredible we got some great competitors that race in our class. Uh, the Wake Effect guys, the Geico guys, uh, the Lucas Silverhook, you know, Bob Bull and Randy that run the other CMS boat. Just a great bunch of guys, and uh, we have a lot of fun doing this. And, you know, guys are always willing to take the time to ch- talk to people and give them autograph cards and Super. just hang out. Well, we look forward to seeing you this weekend, Friday. they got the parade. Hopefully we'll hang on the boat with you a little bit and throw some beads. I want to thank my special guest, Keith Holmes, with a Cat Can Do ethanol-powered superboat and running in extreme class. Keith, you take care. We'll see you this weekend. Thank you very much for coming on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thanks for having me, Robert, and looking forward to meeting you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, don't forget, this weekend, Superboat Races, this weekend, Centennial Concert in Oldsmar, and... Okay, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Be sure to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our podcast on GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to tell your friends, tune in every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. Hey, don't forget to check out our resource page on Gulfstream Motorsports and The Cool Shop. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your family. Hey, we'll see you at the races, the boat races, that is, and at the concert with Robbie Steinhardt. telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. Do I-